Didn't preach last week, so here we go. Uh, All right, so we have been in a a series called Gifted for Love, and that series is finished now. And in that series, really, what we were focusing on was the gifts of the Spirit, but more than that, kind of the corporate reality of the church, how the, the variance in the gifts of the Spirit given to every follower of Jesus is part of God's great design for the church and how his body is meant to function. And we talked a lot about how we are one body with many members, meaning we have many gifts and we have many talents and we have many life experiences. And we are to bring all of those into Jesus's church. And our role in Jesus's church is kind of uh, emphasized by those things that we have experienced in in our lives, the gifts that God has given us, and they bear weight on the church of Jesus. And we are, as followers of Christ, to do everything. Everything for the building up of the body in love. And one of the things that I really wanted to get across in that series is that every single one of us here, if you're a follower of Jesus, that you have a purpose, that he has given you gifts, that he has given you experiences that you can then use to serve the rest of his body. And so my hope through that last series is that we would get a really strong grasp on the corporate reality of Jesus' church, that it would be firmly established in our minds, firmly established in our hearts, and that we would understand how integral each and every one of us is to the church. And so that's where we've been. Now, where are we going? Well, over the next couple of weeks, after having considered the corporate reality of Jesus' church in general, we're now going to turn our attention from the church in general to our church specifically. And I'm going to share with you this morning our new focus. And we're over the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about our focus and we're going to talk about our values as a church. And so you may be wondering, well, why does that matter? Why is that important to talk about focus and values? And it is so important as any organization to have an, a strong focus and a strong values because they are the element in any organization that's going to steer the ship. Whether we are talking about a church, whether we're talking about a company, whether we're talking about a school, focus and values are incredibly important and they drive us. And so focus is our aim. Focus is where we're going. It answers that question of where are we trying to get to? What is success for us? And then values are those things that kind of keep us on the road. They keep us on the straight and narrow. They're like the the guardrails that keep you from going off the turns, right? They keep you going in the direction that you want to be going in. And so we need to know our focus and we need to know our values as a church. And so this morning, I'm going to focus on our focus. I'm going to focus on our focus. Uh, And so how we kind of got to this point um, is I mentioned back in January, some of you probably remember, I mentioned back in January the need to re-examine our vision, re-examine our focus, re-examine our values as a church. And there were a few reasons that I gave for that. One of them uh, is because beyond the board level, uh, the vision and the values haven't really been living in our people. And part of that is because they're complicated. Part of that is because the, they were a bit long, right? Like, even people who've been here for a long time, they, they can't totally... This thing's not liking me this morning. Give me one second here. Yeah. Oh, there we go. I think I got it. Uh, Even people who have been here for a long time, they struggle to state what our vision and what our values is. And it's because they were a bit complicated. They're a bit long. 
right? I also mentioned in, in January that I'm in my sixth year of pastoring this church, and, and one of the things that kind of happens in year three to five is vision begins to slip, and you kind of got to bring it around and restate it in a new way. And on top of all those things, we've gone through a lot of changes. We're going through changes right now. You might have noticed, right? We're in construction right now, but we've been going through a lot of changes as a church. We went from meeting in the gym at CCA to meeting in a building. We've gone from two churches gathering together to one church together. We've seen growth from the community and membership. The two have almost doubled in size over the last year or so. And so we are the same church in conviction in what we believe, but we're different in relation to the people that are here, the place that we gather, the size that we are. And we need a focus and a value that keeps our aim true through the changes that we've been experiencing and the changes that are to come and keep us grounded in who we are. Lastly, we also need a focus and values that are clear. We need a focus and values that are concise. And the reason is that we live in a culture that is increasingly moving away from God. We live in a culture that is increasingly biblically illiterate. We are the most biblically illiterate culture in history. And so we need a vision and we need a values that is clear and concise in a culture that embraces relativism. We need to know who we are as we minister to a culture that needs the truth of Jesus. And so over the past nine months, there has been prayer that has gone into this. There has been meetings. I had back in, I think, February, sent out an email to everyone who was on the mailing list and said, hey, listen, we're going to walk through vision. We're going to walk through values together. Come to some meetings on Wednesday night. And several of you, about 20 or so of you, came to those meetings and we talked through values. We talked through vision and we kind of went through it together. And then I've been evaluating our ministries over the last little while. I've been evaluating who God has brought to our church. Thank you to those who did your spiritual gifts. Incredible, incredibly helpful to know who has God brought. Right? What kind of gifts are in this place? And so that is continuing. Continuing to evaluate ministries. Continue to evaluate who God has brought. But it's time to share our focus and our values so that it can become something that all of us live out. And on top of what I've already said, why do we need to focus in values? Why does it matter? I want to give you a grand statement, and then I'll unpack it a little bit. This is my grand statement. The body of Jesus Christ, the church, is God's chosen instrument to assist him or partner with him in bringing about his purposes and plans for all of creation. Have you thought about that? That's a, that's a grand statement to make, but it's true. The church is God's instrument that he is using to bring about his purposes, to bring about his plans in this world. So we have a huge job to do. If you are a follower of Jesus, you have a massive and important job as part of the kingdom of God. God has a purpose for all things. And he is moving towards the fulfillment of that purpose, the fulfillment of that grand plan. And we have a part to play in that grand plan. So you may be wondering, what is that plan? Well, Paul tells us in Ephesians 1, 7 to 10. He says, in him, in Jesus, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth 
in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time. So Paul is saying, listen, in God's wisdom, he has given redemption through Jesus. He has given forgiveness. His riches of grace has been poured over us, and he has given us wisdom and knowledge and insight made known the mysteries of his will, all according to his purpose, all according to his plan. And Paul goes on, what is his plan for the fullness of time? To unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. And so God's grand plan for the fullness of time is to unite all things in Christ. Reconciliation, right? We read in Scripture about how creation groans to be free, to be reconciled to God. He will unite everything in Jesus, Paul says, and he has called the church to be part of bringing that grand plan to fulfillment. So how does the church fulfill its responsibility in this plan? We do it by making disciples. We do it by living out the Great Commission, by bringing people into the kingdom of God, reconciling them and uniting them to Jesus Christ. The church is on the front lines of the Great Commission. Jesus says to his followers in Matthew 28, we know this, and Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. That is just an incredible, you could read that a million times and you still wouldn't be able to grasp how beautiful it really is. Jesus is saying, listen, I've been given all authority by God, all authority by him. And in that authority, I command you, my disciples, my church, go and make disciples. And that is a twofold purpose that we have. One part of that purpose is we go and we make new converts, right? Because Jesus says, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We bring people in to the kingdom of God. That's part one of our purpose. And then part two of our purpose is we mature people in the kingdom of God. We mature existing disciples. We grow up the church in maturity. That's why it says, teach them. Teach them to observe all that I have commanded you. Anybody gotten to that place yet? No, you're in good company. Hopefully you're, you're being sanctified, though, right? Every church has the same mission given to us from God. It is a universal mission to every church that claims Jesus as Lord. But what is not universal is how every church is going to live out that mission. We all have the same purpose, but how we live that purpose out is going to be a bit different. And that's where focus and that's where values come in. Focus and values is the how. How are we going to accomplish the great mission that we have been given by God? And so with that, I want to give you our threefold focus. You know, when I was, I, I literally just realized this week as I was preparing for this, that we have a threefold focus. And I was like, yeah, that was on, it's totally on purpose because there's a trinity. And we, not that brilliant. I wish, I wish. What I'm going to do is I'm going to share each one of our focuses. And I'm going to give you a sentence to describe it. I'm going to define it a little bit further. And so focus number one, worship God. Simple, right? 
And if you've been a part of these meetings that we've had, you already know these. Folks, number one, worship God. We are created to worship God and to glorify Him forever. That is the chief end of man, to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. It's rooted in the greatest commandment. Jesus says in Mark 12, 29 to 30, He answered the question, what's the greatest commandment? Jesus said, the most important is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And so the the purpose of everything that we do should be to that end. Loving God is about having relationship with Him. It is about worshiping Him. It is about glorifying Him from hearts that know Him deeply. And there are so many scriptures that invite us to worship God. And worship doesn't just mean singing songs. I want that out of our minds as a church. Because as a culture, we've come to think that worship is singing songs. No, that's part of it. Worship is singing songs. Worship is opening the word of God. Worship is gathering together. Worship is all of life given unto Jesus. So it is an activity, but it is also a way of life. And so when we gather on Sunday, we don't just worship for part of the morning, and then I go on and teach. No, no, worship continues the whole time. Song is worship. This is worship. Listening is worship. Humbling our hearts so the Holy Spirit can speak to us is worship. It's in all things that we do. And so we want to be a people who, who do what we were created to do and glorify our Father in heaven. One of the songs that invites us to worship God is Psalm 69, verse 30. David, he says, I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify Him with thanksgiving. I love that word, magnify. Now, from this psalm, John Piper has this beautiful illustration that I think captures what we are supposed to do as followers of Jesus. You know, there are two types of magnification in our world. There is the telescope and there is the microscope. And what the microscope does is it makes a really small thing look bigger than it is so we can study it and understand it more. But what does a telescope do? A telescope makes a big thing begin to look as big as it actually is. And that's what we are called to do as followers of Jesus. When David says, magnify the Lord with thanksgiving, we are to magnify Him. We are telescopes. We are to magnify Him in the sense of we're trying to make God look as big as He actually is. We can't capture it fully. But I want people to see how big and how magnificent and how beautiful God is. That's true worship. Magnifying Him, lifting Him up. So we look at how amazing my God is. He's way bigger than I can describe. He's way bigger than I even understand. But I want to give you a glimpse so you can capture it in your own heart. That's what it means to worship God. That's what it means to glorify Him. So we want to be people who worship Because that's what we were created to do. Focus number two, follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. Sense to go with that. We are called to follow Jesus. 
and devote our lives to him. You know what I can say about every single follower of Jesus in here and ever? Is that all of us, it began with a response to follow me. Come and follow me. That's how all of our journeys began. John 10, 27 says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And when Jesus calls us to follow, it's not just a call to walk behind him and watch what he's doing. It is a call to mimic what he does to mold our lives after him and his example. That's what it means to follow Jesus, to do what we see him do, to lay down what we want to lift up what he wants in our lives. He says in Matthew 16, 24, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. He says, if you're going to follow me the way that I'm calling you to follow me, you're going to have to lay some things down in your life so that you can pick up what I have for you. And what I have for you is ultimately greater than anything that you think you want. So follow. Trust me. That's what he calls every follower of Jesus to do. Follow me. Devote your life to me. What does he say? You have life abundantly. doesn't mean all sunshine and rainbows. But through Jesus, it's the, he's the only person who can hold us fast in the deepest storms of life. And that's life abundant, even in the hardest moments. So we want to be a church that teaches people, that equips people to follow Jesus. And then our third focus, love one another. We aspire to love one another as Jesus has loved us. And I say we aspire to it because we're not going to do it perfectly. We're going to irritate each other sometimes. That's just the reality when you're close. You ever get irritated by your family? Yeah. When you're in close relationship, that's what happens. The problem is oftentimes in church when we get irritated by someone, it's like, forget it, I'm out of here. Would you do that to your family? No. This is your eternal family. That we bear with one another. We love one another. We walk through difficulties and, and, and misunderstandings and, and different views together. You know, we've been talking about this very thing throughout our entire last series, that we are not here for ourselves. We do not walk through the doors on a Sunday and go, I'm here for me. Lots of time through the week to do that. We walk through the doors when we gather together with the church Say, I'm here for every other person here, all those around me. Love one another. I mean, it is the second greatest commandment, Mark 12, 31. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. We want to be a people that love one another. We want to be people that are growing in love with one another. Jesus not only commands it in John 15, 12, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. But our love for one another is one of the main marks that Jesus says will make us stand out to the world. John 13, 35. By this, 
all people will know that you're my disciple. Not by how well you argue a point. Not by how much knowledge you have about God. Not by how good you are at something. By how you love. By how you love one another. That's how people are going to know that you're my disciples. So these are our focuses as a church. Worship God. Follow Jesus. Love one another. And they're grounded in Scripture. Worship God is based on the greatest commandments and the countless Scriptures calling us to worship the one true God. Follow Jesus is grounded in the call that every follower of Jesus had. Come and follow me. And love one another is grounded in the second greatest commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. And they are clear and they are concise. And these things are what's going to drive us as a church. And I want you to know that they are not just statements. They are what we do. And each statement is going to have a ministry connected to it to help accomplish that focus. Well, you'll notice also our focus has in its crosshairs the fact that followers of Jesus, we progress throughout life. Right? We, we walk this process of sanctification. And so our, our focus reflects growth. And it at the same time is cyclical. So it captures whether you're a Christian or you're not yet a Christian. Let me just show you. You know, worship God. That's going to happen mostly on a Sunday morning. Corporately, this is where right now that's going to happen as a church. Where's the first place that someone new to faith usually gets connected to the church? Sunday mornings. Hey, it's the first touch point in church. So you're walking in the door. We want to be a people that shows this is what it means to worship God. This is what it looks like to magnify the one true God. And so worship God, that's all about our Sundays. That's all about our Sundays. This is the main space that we're going to do that. So you're a non-Christian walking into this place, and you have this touch point, and you see what it is to worship God. Well, what's next? Oh, well, come. Come and follow Jesus. Come and follow him. Give your life to him. It's the greatest thing that you can do. And we're going to teach you what it means to follow Jesus. Jesus. And as you give your life to Jesus, what are you called to do? Love one another. Grow in love with the church. Gather with his people. And love those that are not yet in here. And hopefully as you mature in that, what are you gonna, you're going to go out and you're going to share this gospel. And you're going to, hey, come. Come and see this place where we worship Jesus. And they're going to come in on a Sunday morning and they're going to worship Jesus. You're going to, hey, I want to follow this Jesus. Okay, hey, we're going to teach you how to follow Jesus. Then we're going to teach you how to love one another. We're going to go out, and we're going to bring somebody else in. And so it's cyclical. And it also focuses on the reality that each one of us is growing. We're called to be sanctified. All of us need to learn more and more what it means to follow Jesus, what it means to lay down our lives, what it means to love one another. So that's what our focus is all about. And so as I said, just really practically, when it comes to worship God, uh, our focus is Sunday mornings in that. This is the space where that's largely going to happen. On top of that, worship and prayer nights. 
just having these opportunities to come together as a church, lift our voices to him in prayer, lift our voices to him in worship. When it comes to following Jesus, it's all about training and equipping and teaching us how to become the hands and feet of Jesus. So there's a, a couple of new things that we're going to start doing that, that I'm looking forward to. Number one is I'm going to start this new monthly thing called Ask Pastor Chad. And I've modeled it after one of my favorite things to listen to is Ask Pastor John. And, and there's a bunch of churches that, that do Q&A sessions and fun things like that after service. And so what we're going to start doing is the first Sunday of every month, we're going to have an Ask Pastor Chad immediately following service. So it's done in time for deep dive. But on the website, you're going to find a spot that you can submit questions. And you can submit them anonymously or not. Or you can ask me that morning if it's something about the sermon. If it's a big question, give me some time. All right? Can you lay out all of the views of, of the end of the world? No, not really that quickly. <laughs> Need a little bit of time. So we're going to start doing that the first Sunday of every month. If you have the, the Church Center app, uh, I even put a little link on there so you can just click the, the link in the Church Center app, and it'll take you right to that. Just a little fun thing that we can do to kind of answer those questions that maybe we've been wondering about. And so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we're starting another kind of focus called that I'm calling Move Equipped, and it's got kind of two pieces to it. The first piece you've already heard about is Thrive. Wednesday nights is going to be this kind of hybrid thing of teaching and small groups where we get together and we talk about very practical things. How do we live out our lives in a culture that is moving far away from God? What does it look like to raise our kids in a culture that wants to raise them in a very different way and wants to teach them things that we don't want them to be taught? So we're going to talk about all these very practical things. On the other kind of vein of that is leadership training. One of the things that the Lord's put on my heart is that I need to do more leadership training uh, this year. And so I'm going to focus a lot on that this year, building up and bringing up leaders in our church. We're going to have new attendee class so that if you're here and you're like, how do I get connected? Oh, come to the new attendee class and learn what are your next steps? How do you kind of walk out your faith at Move Church? And you'll have noticed uh, this morning we had a video, right, that was all of the announcements that you need. And you may have noticed on that video, it says, go to movechurch.ca slash next steps. And we did that on purpose because we, we set up this central hub. So whether you've only here once, whether you're here a couple times, whether you've been here forever, you can now go to movechurch.ca slash next steps and find absolutely everything you need to find to take the next step you want to take. So everything is in one spot now to make it really easy for you. And last, love one another. The main, area, the main space we're going to do this is in move groups. Right? That is where we get to know one another, not in rows on a Sunday, but when we're in circles, talking about life, talking about faith together. And one of the things that I want to really implement in small groups, and I talked to Susan about this already, and she's so excited about it, is, <laughs> is I want all of our move groups to have a missional focus. Those people that you are walking out life with in those groups, those like six to eight or ten people that you're with, I want you guys to have a missional focus. Maybe you have a heart for the elderly, and you can do something there. Maybe you have a heart for food insecurity, and you can do something there as a group. Maybe you have a heart for uh, human trafficking 
I know there's some passionate people in here about IJM, International Justice Mission. There's so many different options, but I want to see some like missional things in our small groups. And so leaders, you can talk to me more about that or Susan more about that, but, but we want to reach out to our community through small groups, through our move groups. And, and along with that, um, one of the things that I want you to know is if you have children here, Every environment that we have is going to have the same focus. And so as we are focused on, on worshiping God and following Jesus and loving one another, that's exactly what your kids are being taught if you have children down in little movers or big movers. Uh, one of the, I have just such an exciting announcement. I'm so excited about it. Uh, Patty Clark has decided to step into be the leader of our children's ministry. Uh, and so that is something that we have been just praying for and hoping for for a long time. And uh, some things shifted in her life that allowed her to do that. And she was excited to take that on. And so I'm praising God that Patty is down there and she has a great vision uh, for the children's ministry down there. And we're going to meet with uh, the, the children's ministry leaders to kind of share that over the next couple of weeks. But I met with her last week, and we said, what do we want the children to know? Right When they, when they graduate uh, from our children's ministry, or every Sunday when they walk out of there, what are the things that they need to know? And from that, there were five things that came. Worship, prayer, study, fellowship, and service. And as we looked at those five things, I thought, oh, that's interesting. Worship God, worship. Follow Jesus, prayer and study. Love one another, fellowship and service. So it fits into our mission as a church. And so whether you're here or you're down in littles or bigs, the focus is the same. So that no matter what environment, we're all walking the same path for the church. So this is our focus as a church. This is how we're going to glorify God. And there is going to be so much more information about specific ministries and things going on. Um, but just know that everything we do is aiming at those three things. Next week, when we gather together, I want to share with you our values. Those things that keep us on the road going the right direction. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you so much for each person here this morning. Lord, I believe that you uniquely call us to a specific local body that you want us to be a part of. And Father, I believe that every person here has a purpose here, has a mission for why they are here. And Lord, we thank you that, that you have called us to beautiful and wonderful things in Jesus, that you have given us a purpose for our life. So, Father, as a church, we want to be very clear about who we worship and what we're about. So, Lord, may we worship you and magnify you so that others would know your beauty. And may we follow Jesus, changing our lives, allowing the Holy Spirit to work in us, become more and more and more like Jesus, sanctifying us. And, Father, may we love one another. May we come in here knowing that I'm here for my brother, I'm here for my sister, I'm here to help, I'm here to do ministry. 
Father, we thank you so much that you first loved us, that you gave us the example of what it means to live out love. Lord, may we be reflections of you. In Jesus' name.